in the final. We have an all-Texas final here in the Dunkin' Donuts Slam Dunk Championship. Game, match, set, point. His mom knows it. His dad knows it. Bruce Bowen, I don't know what he's doing, but I think he knows. Well, we said it. He's the best dunker out here. He didn't need props. Oh, my God. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was no toss, no nothing. nothing. Just pure athleticism, verticality. And between the legs, with the windmill. And look at the face, the intensity. That was nice. <laughs> that was that nice. Was so nasty. Now, the fan vote can be tabulated in. Of course, you just go hashtag Duncan Slam followed by the hashtag player's last name and score between 1 and 10. If you don't put Kilgore over the top here, I don't know what you're watching. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. Yeah. Yeah, world. Texas A&M University Corpus Christi legend here on Why Not Sports. Definitely excited, super excited. One, because his talents surpass mine when it comes to jumping ability. Never could do the stuff he's done. Even in my prime, he got the key to the city. 2018 slam dunk NCAA champ. Like I said earlier, top 10 scoring, just... Texas A&M CC legend world help me welcome Mr. Joe Kilgore to Why Not Sports. What up, brother? I love that introduction, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> man, it's, 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 it's just time, man, to show you, you know, that love and respect. Um, I want to kind of give a backstory. So I started the podcast in 2016, and one of the things I wanted to highlight because I felt it wasn't enough media attention for people such as myself, to be honest, with myself, because I've, you know, led in 2004, uh, independence shooting over 60% for the season. And you see my size. I'm not a big dude. But to finish, you know, uh, your senior year with 60% leading all independence and top 10 in the nation for field goal percentage, you're like, yo, where my love at? So right. after a while... I said, I'm going to start doing my own thing. You know what I mean? So I can show myself love. Because if no one can show you your own love, do it yourself. <laughs> so <clears throat> once the guys, I was one of the things too, once the guys made it to the tournament back in two, 2006, man, Josh Irvin, what up, Jay? I was like, yo, this is what it's about. He was a, sen he was a freshman when I was a senior. I said, cool. But here it is, 2018. I'm like, yo, that's one of us. That's one of my fellow Islanders. I'm like, I knew you had. Again, I'm. I've always followed the, you know, the, the 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 career of a lot of the guys throughout the, you know, time since I've been playing. And I said, I knew he had bunnies. I knew he can jump. 
but to enter the slam dunk competition, I knew whatever I had scheduled, I was locked in. So that day, I'm you know, again, I'm talking noise. And even the listeners like Murph, we heard at the beginning of the show. Yeah, that he he he's that man. I'm gonna get to him. I'm gonna let him talk, I'm gonna let him tell the story. So I'm looking at the warm-ups, I'm like, yo, I don't know these other dudes, but based on what I'm seeing, just the effortlessness, if that's even a word, of what you was doing, I said no one has what he has. A few rounds later, the Vince Carter dunk-ish, NCAA champ, slam dunk champ, and boom, helped Anim Corpus Christi get another notch of notoriety and publicity and exposure to where now, obviously, back-to-back NCAA tournament-bound teams, university is constantly growing. But before that, though, brother, I know the world like Murph, why are you doing this? But, Joe, what brought you to the love of the game of basketball? I have to build the suspense for him first. <laughs> I see what you did. No, but... uh I just grew up playing basketball, I guess. My, my dad, he was a basketball player. He was a hooper. I've been playing since I was like five, YMCA. My mom always kept me in the leagues. My yeah. dad always kept me training. Had a basketball goal at home. So I get, it just grew over time. Space Jam. Yes, sir. Like Mike. And, yeah, yes, sir. You know, just fall in love with it and kept playing. And here I am. There it is. So we, we again. We know the process of recruitment. Joe, big man on campus, senior year. And I overheard you, so we're also, this brother gives back to the school where he giving these kids buckets, and it's fun to watch. I'm like, yo, y'all got a long way to go to reach his status. But it's good uh, that you do give back, man, and, and pour into him and just, you know, give him another element of the game. But your senior year, if I'm not mistaken, I overheard you talking about recruitment how it really wasn't that many offers? You know, it wasn't, it really wasn't that many offers. I had an interest from uh, a lot of different schools, but not too many offers. I See? I actually, like, I didn't have a offer from Corpus Christi at first. It was mm. like, it took a while. And I eventually, like, we was talking so much that I eventually asked where they gonna offer me. <laughs> they said it was an offer on the table. Nice. So it, it was it was a slow process, but you know, finally got there. And world, once he got there, hey, look at his highlights. I just gave y'all a snippet for audio. If you check out the the YouTube, like I said, even in my prime, I wasn't doing seventy five percent of the dunks, windmills. On was some slam dunk, uh, uh, fly brothers. You on flight brothers? You on all that brothers. stuff? Well, you've been on it, man. So we're. I'm telling y'all again, very uh, specially athletic gentleman on the other end. So we go to Anum Corpus Christi. You stay persistent and building that rapport. And that's another life lesson I want to let these youngsters know, or just in general, man. Just build a solid rapport, build a relationship. Because after a while, if it's trust. It's a very good chance you can, you know, get a scholarship or get that promotion or that job opportunity to offer. I mean, hello, you know, uh, you know my position. I was chilling. Irv gave me the call. I'm like, Irv, like, dog, I don't do, like, school, coach. What are you talking about? Yeah. But we had a rapport. You know, we established that bond to it. I was like, okay, cool. So that's a lesson in itself. So you step foot into the island. 
what were your thoughts then? Like, okay, I'm now I'm here. Am I going to, you know, come in and be the man? Am I just glad to be here? Like, walk us through that process, man. Now that you're in the university, right. uh, give us a, a walkthrough. Uh, so, I didn't I didn't have no thoughts about being a man. But, you know, when I first went to the gym, I actually ran into – I didn't even know the other person that they had signed at the same time as me who came in with me, Ehab. He was an Egyptian. Yep. Yep. So when I seen him, I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, it was different. It was different. And we was playing like two on two and three on three, and we was guarding each other, obviously. And I'm like, all right, you got some game. Like, we'll be uh, good for a long time to come, me and him together. Like. Mm-hmm. So that was my first thoughts, is just getting on the court and seeing how much I can contribute because coming in, it was uh, like four or five guys in the same spot as me. And I wanted to play point guard, but mm. we had John Jordan, so nobody yeah. didn't take <laughs> Another legend, John. Yeah, when right. you hear this, you next up, brother. Go, go ahead. Right, so nobody was really taking the ball out of his hands, which is smart. And then, you know, I just kind of fell back. Well, I didn't fall back. I just found me a position that I could contribute to the team and put in the work from there. There it is. Now... Putting in the work, you can slash, you can shoot, you can handle the rock. I'm not including your athleticism. I'm not even going to include that yet. You know, the IQ of the game. It's a lot of us at that level don't have IQ. You have all of that to where, again, you're a professional ball player. That's, that's why you do what you do. Was it easy for you to pick up? the game or you have to one of the ones that really got to study and put in a lot of practice and work to be able to be natural in different aspects of the game see I wouldn't say it was easy and I wasn't a studier but I was I naturally loved the game so I would go to the game I wouldn't call it it wouldn't be studying gotcha I had brothers who play AAU uh, high school games like I'm, st- I'm watching freshmen I'm watching JV games I'm watching my brother AAU team I'm watching teams play before us with my dad and I'm just talking, calling. I'm calling fouls, travels before the ref. I'm just seeing it come together so smoothly. And then it was able to translate to when I got in the game, I would know what was going on my team. I would know all the positions. I would run all the plays from every position, know everything. So it kind of just like all the knowledge put together and the experience helped me translate to the IQ of the game on the court. There it is. And again, this brother got a you know key to the city, got his degree, doing big things. We're gonna get to that. I'm leading up to that. I'm leading up to that. Senior year, we playing professionally. Are we gonna enter in a dunk contest? Like, give us your thoughts going into your senior year. So my senior year, it was uh, Ehab, the uh, who I was telling you about, who came in. We were both about to be seniors. We had just came off a tough season where with Rashawn. Yeah, Rashawn lost our last regular season game of the year, which would have made us like, I think we would have been tied for regular season champs. We lost in the conference tournament by three in overtime. And then we got invited to the postseason tournament to CIT and we lost by like two at the buzzer or something like that. So we lost a lot of championships, a lot of close games the year before. And a lot of te- a lot of teams was losing their best players, and we both of us was coming back off of a pretty good season. He had led the nation in steals. I was having a pretty good season, so 
it was a lot to look out for senior year. Then we got into, you know, preseason and he tore his hips. And then I was like, wow. And then it was just me. Long, well, we had another senior, but he was a walk-on, David. But, you know, it was like mostly me at the top by myself. So I'm like, we in for a long year. <laughs> we in well. for a long year. <laughs> but, you know, Coach Wilson kept us on track, kept, my, kept our mind right, kept my mind right throughout the year. And, you know, it just became a grind after that, just focusing on being the best I could be to, you know, help the team win and then help these young players evolve as, as much as they can to, you know, help us put on another good season because, you know, we just came off a great season. It's no yeah. reason to decline, but we had the best season, but I was I was pretty – I was all right. Hey, again, he's so humble. He's so humble, man. You sound like, you know, younger D. Murph a few years ago, a few years ago. Uh, a little bit wiser now, but overall, man. So you have a great senior, you know, year campaign. When did you doing your? Did you know earlier in the season if you was gonna enter your name for the uh, slam dunk competition in San Antonio? No, so I think it might have started my freshman year, okay. maybe a year before, before that. They, they, no, they the dunk contest started like a tournament for one person to get in through like fan votes mm-hmm. and Don had entered it his senior year so I knew about it since I was a freshman like yeah if I don't hear nothing from nobody I'm gonna try and get in the, the you know the the fan tournament to get a spot in the in the dunk contest but um previously before that I like I would record some of my dunks and post them online sometimes and uh the Dude, the owner of Team Flight Brothers had hit me up. And he had already like reposted some of my dunks before. T- come to find out, he was like in charge of like one of the people <laughs> putting together the slam dunk contest. Nice. So I was getting ready to prepare for like the fan tournament and stuff with the social media people, and then uh, so I got a call. All that. Got a call <laughs> and they was like, "Now you gonna be? We got you a spot." Like. You in the tournament? Don't even don't worry about all of that. Nice. I mean, you in the dunk contest, so don't worry about none of that. That's just how it came about. All right, now, like I said numerous times throughout this show, out of respect, I didn't have it. When did you know, yo, I, I can do this when it comes to dunking and putting, uh, you know, giving people a show based on my my ability to dunk the ball. Probably my sophomore year of high school. Okay. Yeah, my freshman year, I had just started dunking at the end of my freshman year. Okay. And then I was on varsity my sophomore year, and they let you dunk in warm-ups without getting technical. <laughs> so that was like my practice. And that was my showtime because everybody was there for the varsity games. Yeah. So I would go out there then, and then uh, I went to a camp during the summer of my sophomore year, and we was like at the uh, University of Texas in Austin. Mm-hmm. And we was playing, and there was like some college guys there. I guess they had them working the clocks from the team, and they was like, "Hey, yo, you got what? What's your best dunk you can do?" Like, so I was like, "I, I go through the legs." They like, "Let me see." I ain't never, I had never went through the legs before. So I run up, do it. I go through the legs. I'm, oh, it's, it's done now. Like, it wasn't nothing. I felt like I couldn't do after that, but you know, I kept going after my sophomore year. That's when I felt like. I, the dunking, like I'm, a, I'm a boy one of a kind. Yes, yeah. sir. I'm gonna say it for you. I'm gonna say it for you. All right. So the president or the big dog from Team Flight Brothers hit you up. Yo, you got the you got the spot. 
what's your preparation going into the dunk contest? Are you like, you know, I'm just be led by the spirit. It's something like, you know, based on my teammates, based on my family, I'm going to do. How was that preparation for you? Uh, I didn't do a lot of real, like, in the gym preparing because I, I pretty much had, I knew what dunk I was going to start with and I knew what dunk I was going to finish with. Mm. And I figured, like, the rest would come as I lead up to it in the gym playing around. I might try a few dunks at the end of my workouts or something like that. Yeah. But I knew what dunk I was going to start with and what I was going to finish with. So that was all I was focused on. I knew I could do those dunks in there. I was I was good after that. Uh, hello, the 2018 <laughs> NCAA Slam Dunk champ, right here on the other end, man. No, congratulations again, brother. Appreciate like I, I saw the crowd, I saw the the, the judges, NBA based people, ESPN. Yeah. Like, how was that for you, man? The actual contest was crazy. Like just the crazy environment, just being there, seeing all the other. You know, watching a three-point contest before with all the yeah. other bigger schools, you know, being on TV, the big old cameras following you around, Nate Robinson, all of the, the NBA, old NBA legends was over there. And uh, it was cool because I wanted to go first. I wanted to be the first person in the dunk contest. So first, I, you know, the whole thing started and they start with all the shooting stuff. Yeah. And then they give you time to go in the back gym and, and kind of dunk. And then you come out and they like, all right, y'all ready? And they tell you the order, and it's random. I'm, I end up wanting to go first. I end up being the last person to go. <laughs> so I was already nervous. I was sitting there, but a lot of people had missed their dunks in their first round. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I mean, I can't do worse than right. I just got to make it right. Yeah. So I go down. I get. My, I do the Vince Carter for my first dunk, which I have been doing forever, probably. Since my senior year of high school, junior year, maybe something like that. I get it down and that calmed me down for a little bit. And then uh, my second dunk, I tried to do something. I, I didn't even practice the dunks with mm. nobody. They gave us time like practice during the day, like earlier in the day. And I didn't practice and I tried to do a dunk with like, I had somebody toss it to me off the side of the glass. Mm-hmm. But I knew the dude from a previous camp, but we never practiced the dunk. So I missed. I didn't. Well, I didn't get it down. I did end up doing another dunk. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a letdown. And a lot of a couple other people had missed. So when I was walking back up for my third dunk, I walked past the judges and Nate Robinson started talking to me. And he like, I want to see like a old two hand windmill. I want to see a windmill Dominique Wilkins type of dunk. Mm-hmm. And it's loud in there. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I'm looking at him and I'm just like, What you telling me for? Like I. Ain't- <laughs> I ain't planning on doing none of these dunks. Right. So then I had a dunk I was going to do. I ended up switching it to like the two-hand windmill that I did reverse. Mm-hmm. And after I did that, he ran up to me and said, that's what I'm talking about. So that's how I ended up doing that dunk. And then my last dunk I already had planned was like 360 through the legs. Mm-hmm. And I made it on my first try. So Yes, sir. After World. that, I got the belt. Yeah, there it is. That's why I'm about to say world. Slam dunk champ. Hey, hey, he giving you the rundown. Shout out to Nate Robinson. He saw something in you. He did the yeah. research. Again, the, the the posting on the social media and the online. They're like, he that dude. And shout out to you for not letting that get to your head, too. Because you could have. Yeah. I was like, because they was like talking. And when I was walking by, he started talking to me. I didn't even think he was talking to me at first. <laughs> 
I wouldn't even worry about it. But then I'm like, all right, I, I got a dunk that fit that category. I yeah. could do it. That's good. Give me one will. That's good. That's good. And then you know the history of the game. Like some people don't even know about Dominique Wilkins and like oh, right. a windmill. I'll be like, y'all get it. Pay respect to those who, you know, what I mean paved the way. So salute to you for that. So we win dunk contest. Senior year campaign, great campaign. Now professionally, all right, Joe, what we gonna do, man? Like we we going overseas. We gonna stay in the states. We gonna play G League, NBA. Put on like like what was that for you? Uh, I wasn't really big on traveling at all. Like, I didn't. Even, I don't like playing still to this day. So even when I was uh, being recruited to go to college, like when a team, like an out of state team, would call, I would like nah. tell them I don't plan on leaving Texas. So that shortened my options when I was uh, getting recruited to college. So, but I didn't want to go overseas at first. Like I was, I was dreading that. And um, I didn't go either for that reason. Yeah. I was trading <laughs> that, so I was thinking maybe I do the G League. So my agent uh, was I had the same agent as Rashawn. Ah. So the year before he signed to this dude named Chris Patrick, and uh, he had already been watching Rashawn. So obviously he was watching me. Mm-hmm. He stayed in contact. Well, not stayed in contact, but he stayed watching me through my senior year. We got in contact after the season ended, and you know had some stuff set up and uh. It was like NBA type aspirations, but I was preparing for the G League most likely. Oh, that's real. So, yeah, no, I had a uh, NBA workout with the Boston Celtics scheduled for the day before graduation, and I was nervous that I wouldn't make it back for graduation. So I asked my agent, "Could we reschedule it?" They was fine with it, and uh, we were supposed to get it rescheduled. So after I graduated, uh, our agent flew like some of us out there that signed with him to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to work out. He had trainers and stuff set up for us. So we was working out out there. We had like a pro day, had some NBA teams come out and watch us. And we working out, have our games, three on three and stuff. So we playing one day and I try to go for a steal on somebody and they was going up for a layup, I hit their knee. I thought I jammed my thumb at the time. So I played for like 15 more minutes with a swollen thumb. Mm. Two days later, I found out it was broke. And then two days after that, the Boston Celtics called back trying to reschedule the workout. Mm. After I broke my thumb. So I missed out on that. You know, the draft go by summer league. I'm hurt for the whole summer league. I had just broke my thumb. It was like six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So I sat out for that. And then um, what else ended up happening? It was a lot of, it was crazy stuff that ended Man. up happening. Wow. Oh, the Celtics, they still, the Celtics showed a lot of interest. I don't know who it was over there, but mm. they tried to, uh, they wanted me to sign to their G League team. And uh, they had like, it was set up to where if you play, if you went to their training camp and you got cut from the NBA team, you would be like automatically classified to go to the G League team. Gotcha. So my agent was sitting enough for me to sign with them for like the last day of training camp so I could just go straight to the G League team. You had to be you had to practice one day to be eligible to go to training camp. Brad Stevens at the coach at the time ended up canceling the practice. Before I got before they set the whole thing up. So 
I never went down there to practice, and they oh, I didn't get picked to their G League team, so then that's then they come to the G League draft. They was, they had a pick, but they didn't have a pick to like the third round. So uh, they said they was gonna pick me, and then uh, heard from a few other teams, but nothing really concrete from my agent. And then the draft day come up, and out of nowhere, the Bulls the G League team select me like the 12th pick in the first Windy round. Windy City. <laughs> out of nowhere. I was actually, I went to Corpus because I knew I was like, the draft was coming up. I left on the day of the draft. I was in my car, just waiting for the phone to ring. It was vibrating and then looked up. They was calling, my agent was calling me. And then uh, they called me right after. I was on a plane in Windy City, training camp like the next day. Yes, sir. My neck of the woods, born and raised. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Chicagoland area, man. Man, that was dope, man. I don't see how you do it. Too uh, cold. And man, you know, why do you think I'm here? And them <laughs> Corpus, like, hey, my story, Lord, if I can go where it's hot and south as I can go, I need that. You got that, too. And I sh- <laughs> Yeah, he sure did. So to your point, I was like, man, I'm shoveling the snow before and after games. It was crazy. Yeah. As a big as a big man on campus, I'm like, Lord, I, I'm not. This not fun. I need to just go where I can hoop and lay my butt down. And and thank you, Coach Ronnie Arrow, for hooking her brother up. So. <laughs> so like we were saying earlier, man. You know, professional ball player went through some things, but I think for me. Not only with you getting the first triple double ever in our school's history, uh, you got the key to the city. It was like it was a big deal. The news and everything was out there showing you love. I know you humble, but I'm just I'm doing my job as a host yeah, of this here, great platform. I got to make sure I, I then I do my part and let the world know that people from my university from university are them dudes, including yourself, man. So knowing that you was the first person ever. To record a triple double, how does that make you feel? And did you know from again the teammates, one of the coaches, the coach, like, or the, like, you need you need to get this to get this triple double? Right. Uh, well, like, not probably my freshman year, I wasn't playing that much, but like always, the coaches had like this thing for me to do, like be effective in, everywhere on the court. Like, I should be able to do everything in my sophomore you do a year. Great job, great job at that, yeah. My sophomore year, that was when I started getting more playing time. And we had players who, we had Rashawn, we had Hamid, we had Brandon who could shoot the lights out. We had a lot of people who could do, like they was great at things. And then, you know, I had to fill in and be available where we need to help at. So I had a one a good game my sophomore year, like 17 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. And uh, I used to tell Hamid, like, I'm be the first one to get a triple-double in, in school history. Come on, now. I'm like, I'm, I'm close already. So fast forward my senior year, the game before I got the triple-double, I had a game I had, I think I had 13 points, 14 rebounds, and like seven or eight assists. Mm. So I, I was like, it was, on already, that door. it was on my mind. <laughs> Come out the next game against Houston Baptist and like Houston I just always played it well against them like that's the hometown hey right? that's the family so, give them a give them a show we playing in Corpus they come down there I have a first half I 
had like 17 points and seven assists. So I'm like, the assist is usually the harder part to get. So I'm like, seven assists, I'm, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> we up by 20, like, I'm just gonna focus on rebounding, yeah. keep the game going. <laughs> I look up, I, it's tied up. We was up by 20 and a half. I was about to say, y'all up. lost the lead? Yeah. Joe was, hey, he this. was trying to uh, cook the games and get his stats up. <laughs> I'm locked in, like, so I'm playing, but I'm not, like, playing like I was in the first half. Right. And I get close, and then I, like, one of the timeouts or somebody tell me, like, yo, you getting close. You getting close. And I'm like, all right. I had got the assist. I'm like, all right, I just need the rebounds now. The game ended up turning. It ended up, t- ended up being a tie game. We ended up going to overtime. I still needed like, I think probably like two or three rebounds. Mm. I ended up getting like, I ended up scoring like seven points and grabbing like five rebounds. I got fouled like every time we needed the rebound. I got like five rebounds in overtime. Nice. That's how I ended up breaking the record. There it is. T-A-M-U-C-C legend, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all hearing it from the man himself. And the last thing. 12 and 11. That's A. You got it. <laughs> and um, the the city showing you mad love, man. Like, how does that feel? Like, you just go anywhere you want. Hey, I'm Joe. Like, let it. Like, how does that work, man? Like, how did it first? Did you get an email, a letter, your agent, the coach? Like, how how did that? You know, that's the last question. How did that kind of come about? You know, so after the game, you know, they put it up on the scoreboard that I was the first one to get the triple double, and everybody like was standing up, standing ovation type of thing. I talked to all the boosters, you know, longtime fans, shaking yeah. everybody's hand, and that was just they just showed a bunch of love on social media. And then after I won the dunk contest, is when the, the mayor, the they gave me my own day. That's so, how. Uh, Congratulations. Appreciate it. The president of the like the coach and the president and Ed Cantu, he like the leader of the alumni association. That's my I yeah. see him. I see him in a couple of uh in August. Good people. So he was one of the people who was like helping me get my day. It was all him and the president and Coach Wilson. They was all trying to figure out a way to like help me celebrate winning the dunk contest and you know the stuff I did during the season. They end up coming up with the day. Went to the mayor. We was in City Hall doing it. So, they made it official. So, shout out to them. <laughs> hey, that's, hey, hey. T-A-M-U-C-C legend, y'all. On day, key to the city. So, like, you just step into back to corporate, you get everything free or what? <laughs> I wish. I still, at least, when I go to the games, anywhere around the school, is always plenty of love. And it's still, around the city, it's a few people who... Looking, you know, give you that look like. I, are you? Yeah, yeah, that's me. So, well you know, deserved, brother. Love. Well deserved, man. So, no, I appreciate you, brother. As I told you, man, from when I first had a chance to meet you in person, that was two years ago? It was recently. But I just wanted to, you know, let you know as an alumni, one of the pioneers of the university, to see what you've done to help us continue to you know reach that exposure in the platform but still giving back to the youth which you do now still playing professionally and also gracing this platform man so keep up the good work thank you 
And whatever I can do, man. Now, I don't do the in-shape stuff, but as far as, like, you know, <laughs> old-school moves and slow, I got you. But doing that up and down, you're on your own, big dog. <laughs> you see my boys be with me, man. But, um, yeah, this is where you can. I appreciate you having me, man. Oh, man. No problem, brother. No, no problem. No problem, man. This is just what we do, man. Former Islanders, man, or as alumni of the Island University, this is what we have to do and continue to do it. Because, mm-hmm. as you know, it's a fraternity. Like how, again, Josh, Irv, hey, I'm I'm actually getting paid to do what I love to do. At a very, you know, high level, as you know, Elite Eight and some other stuff. But anyway... Yeah, man. So yeah. I'm definitely uh, returning the favor as it's been, you know, done for me. So this is where, man, you let the world know how they can follow you if they haven't heard about you. YouTube them. But anyway, you can let the world know how they can find you. Check out the highlight, even replay the whole dunking contest because I did watch it about a year ago. <laughs> but this is where you got the floor, brother. Yeah, no. Sergeant Joe Kill go up on Google, YouTube. Should pop up. Uh, Social media, I'm the same on everything. Joe, so slow. <laughs> everything is is under that. So if you search that up, I should pop up. Yeah, that's how you find me. There it is. And I was gonna laugh. Joe, so slow. Yeah, you not slow. I, so I don't I was, know how you came up with that name, by the way. I didn't come up with it. I didn't even like it at first. <laughs> One of my homies I play AAU with, Dion. We was hooping. Well, we play AU together, and like in high school, I used to like. They say I used to like get around fast, but it looked like I was moving slow. Yeah, deceptive and speed. At the, at, <laughs> right. So at the time, I was just changing my social media names, and he was like, Bro, "You should use Joe So Slow." I'm like, "Nah." Nice. I put it on there anyway, and then it started to stick. People like started calling me slow. I didn't. You can even hear my own name, so that's <laughs> yeah, just it just stuck and it's still there. Yeah, it is. Well, again, brother, thank you very much, man. Keep up the good work, continue success. Like I said, sure. man, you got another 10 to 15 years left to play at the very you know highest of high levels. And um, shout out to the Celtics. I want to make sure I give them some love. It gives me a different perspective yeah. about them as well. Even still, that's to show you you never know who watching. Or who paying right. attention, you know, to your grinding or who you impress to where they got connections or leads to help you, you know, reach your ultimate goal, man. So to hear, like I said, why not sports, man? We talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life, man. Same things happen in the real world, no matter what you do, man. So you definitely, uh, this story has showed, you know, what you've overcame and also the, the benefits of, being true to yourself and to the game so world that's it yeah that's it world me and joe got things to do my boys got to get picked up but that's another story joe know my boys they be they be trying to hoop too but um (laughs) yes sir you can find me on twitter and instagram at is demurf you can also check out why not sports on instagram at why not sports underscore check out the website www.demurfspeaks.com and uh, it's another one, y'all, as we continue to deal with this 90, no, 100 degree weather. Let me make sure. <laughs> hey. That's why I'm in the house. <laughs> I'm over here sweating through the screen right now, man. But it's all good. But, world, we love y'all. And y'all already know, keep grinding.
Keep yes, the sir. faith. Appreciate you. No doubt, no doubt. Keep on running.